Hi, I'm PJ, and welcome to House Daily. I hope you're doing well. And uh, one of the things that is in the media um, a lot at the moment, and rightly so, um, has been recent developments um, with the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, with racism um, in America, in our country, and across the world. Um, and as a church, we've we've spoken about it. Uh, we've um, we're a church that are passionate about standing up against all the forms of injustice, um, and and racism being one of those. Um, we had a great opportunity last week to hear from some of the members of our church and their ex- own experience of racism um, in society and in our church. Um, and actually, it's such an important thing to be thinking about. And um, for us um, and for me as a white person to be ensuring I'm, I'm reading as much as I can to become more educated on these things, to stand with with my brothers and sisters who are part of the community to, 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 to support them and do what I can for them. And it's something we've not talked about um, on House Daily because actually I felt um, I wanted to let God speak first on these sort of things. Um, House Day is about coming together and looking at scripture and allowing God to speak into our lives. And um, I knew he would speak. Um, and when we read our passage today, you'll, you'll see actually it's a passage about injustice and about these sort of things and um, allow God to speak into this because uh, just as important it is to hear people's own experience of racism, to hear and, and to learn from them and, and look for ourselves, actually to be able to allow God's voice to speak into this as well um, is really important and um he speaks really powerfully into that. And so we're going to look at scripture. We're in Nehemiah, um, which is a book you may not think speaks about these sort of things, but it really does. Um, and in, in the process of them starting to read the ball, facing opposition, there is also real internal issues, um, which is what this passage is about today. So if you've got your Bible, Nehemiah chapter five, and we're starting at verse one. And it says this. Now the men and their wives raised a great outcry against their fellow Jews. Some were saying, we and our sons and daughters are numerous, and in order for us to eat and stay alive, you must get grain. Others were saying, we are mortgaging our fields, our uh, vineyards, and our houses to get grain during the famine. Still others were saying, we have had to borrow money to pay the king's taxes on our fields and vineyards, although we are of the same flesh and blood as our fellow Jews. And though our children are as good as theirs, yet we have to subject our sons and daughters to slavery. Some of our daughters have already been enslaved, but we are powerless because our fields and our vineyards belong to others. When I heard that outcry and their charges, I was very angry. I pondered them in my mind and then accused the nobles and officials. I told them, you are charging your own people interest. So I called together a large meeting to deal with them and said, as far as possible, we have brought back our fellow Jews who were sold to the Gentiles. Now you are selling your own people only for them to be sold back to us. They kept quiet because they could find nothing to say. So I continued, what you are doing is not right. Shouldn't you walk in fear of our God to avoid the reproach of our Gentile enemies? I and my brothers and my men are also lending the people money and grain, but let us stop charging interest. Give back to them immediately their fields, vineyards, olive groves and houses, and also the interest you are charging them, 1% of the money, grain, new wine and olive oil. We will give it back, they said and we will not demand anything more from them. We will do as you say. Then I summoned the priests and made the nobles and officials take an oath to do what they had promised. I also shook out the folds of my robes and said, 
In this way, may God shake out of their houses and possessions anyone who does not keep this promise. So may such a people be shaken out and emptied. At this, the whole assembly said, Amen, and praised the Lord. And her people did as they had promised. I hope you see why actually I felt this is really resonant with what's going on at the moment and real injustice among peoples who are equal. Um, and to kind of set the context a bit of this passage, um, in the exile and those who were in Jerusalem recently, there's this famine going on and, and real uh, drought and, and poverty. And there were those who, who are more better and well off. And so within the Jews, they mortgaged and sold land and, and it came indebted to one another. And so this interest arose and accrued. It meant that they started, could not be able to pay as they had to, in essence, sell their children to their lenders to be able to pay off some of their debt. And it's an awful situation um, of just people who should be equals, not. And in verse five, it gets to that point where it says, although we're of the same flesh and blood and our fellow Jews, and though our children are as good as theirs, yet we have to subject our sons and daughters to slavery. Some of our daughters have already been enslaved, but we are powerless because our fields and our vineyards belong to others. And this powerless nature of inequality and, and injustice that's going on. Um, and obviously it's, it's so important at the moment and a life at the moment to be listening to the experiences of people people from banking communities, um, the injustice and, and the racism that they're seeing in their lives so regularly. Um, and actually to, to listen to that, to, to learn more about that. Um, but like I said, actually let's allow God to speak into this also, not that, not in any way to take away at all from what they're saying, but actually um, to listen to his voice in these times and these instances is so important. And so there's a few things in Nehemiah's response which we really see to call out a, a godly way to, to model and respond um, in some aspects. This is clearly not an extensive list in any way, um, and it, it can be quite specific in this. Um, but, but there's a few things which I think are really important. And, and the first thing is just the anger that Nehemiah has in this situation. In, in verse 6 and 7, he, he's outraged, but he's not just outraged, he does something. He speaks out and actually... A real godly thing is to not just sit back and be quiet with seeing injustice, but with that anger and being able to see that injustice, to speak out. He does something good from good godly principles in these things. But the thing he also does is he resets on God first. Um, in verse 9, it says, So I continued, uh, what you are doing is not right. Shouldn't you walk in fear of our God? to avoid the reproach of the Gentile enemies. He, he actually sets his perspective back on God and goes, actually, what's most important in this thing is to be to walk in fear of God and to know that God has something completely to say about how we should view one another and how we should treat one another. Um, and his love and importance of equality. That's the thing above all other things, above our own agenda, above our own habits and traditions and, and all these sorts of things. The most important thing is to reset ourselves on God. And actually to be a, to be a God-fearing person, to be a disciple means to, to actually be someone who fights against injustice and to seek equality in all ways. Um, so actually we need to reset on God. But then also he, he admits his own fault. In verse 10, he, he speaks of how him and his brothers are lending money and grain to people. Um, he recognizes that he is part of the problem as well. He, he, he takes a moment to look upon himself, what he's doing, the way he's... 
he's also embedded in this and then and seeks to sort himself out first and change himself. But then he demands change. We see in verse 11 of, of others to see other people change, to see this injustice and equality rooted out, to see debts cancelled, to equality put back in order, to and all those sort of steps. Um, but then finally, they make an oath. They make a commitment to see long-term change and difference. And they, they promise that to one another in, in a group together and, they, and they, they seek to hold each other accountable to that long-term. Um, actually, yes, we need to root out what's wrong in ourselves. Yes, we need to challenge the injustice around numbers, but we need to be part of that change and involved in that change and keeping ourselves and one another accountable to seeing that change happen. Um, this is such an important issue and um, one that's not going to go away quickly. Um, and as the people of God, we need to be people who are there, who are doing this in a godly way and a God perspective, keeping him focused, but committed to that long term game and long term trying to see this, the world and society that we live in change, where it will be that image as, as God portrays it, where every knee will bow, every tongue confess, people of every tribe, every, every race, every generation will be there to praise and proclaim God, that everyone will be equal. We see people that are working to see that happen. And that also that means taking a look at ourselves at times and seeking to see change in, in ourselves and these things. So let me pray for us. God, these things are not um, easy sometimes to, to listen to, um, but it is nothing compared to um, how people who've had to live uh, with racism in their face have to deal with. And so, Lord, we, we want to set ourselves back on you in fear of you, not of our own loss or own gain of any of this. But God, help us reset on you. Help us see in our own lives, reveal to us ways in which we are functioning, living our own prejudice, preconceptions, which are not of you. And help us to see that in the world and society around us and to manage to stand up for that and be accountable to one another in those things. God, this is this is needs to be done in you and your strength. So fill us with your spirit. Help us to live as the people you called us to live, not as the world has for centuries been teaching us to live. In your name. Amen. Thank you uh, for joining us today. Um, whatever you're doing, be safe. Be church. Keep washing your hands. Bye.